T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Paula Scanlon, welcome in. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm looking forward to meeting with you tonight, too. I am, too. I I do look forward to it. It's a shame that we have to have such uh, tight security that you, of all people, (laughs) or anybody who would attend an event, to hear about somebody who's just standing up for girls and women's rights and privacy rights that there would be you know any kind of threat against any of us but this is the upside down world that we live in paula yeah and it's definitely really crazy i don't think i really anticipated how many people would object to just saying men are men and women are women and women and girls deserve to be able to change without changing in front of men and women and girls deserve their own sports teams and their own bathrooms and their own shelters. Um, but there's a lot of people who have problems with that. And, and frankly, it's, it's just sad that we've come to this as a society. It is. And, and that really brings me to, to something that's, you know, a personal story for you. First of all, can you give us a little background? I mean, before you became really a champion swimmer, that doesn't happen overnight, and you joined the swim team at UPenn. I mean, this is exciting and such an honor to be at this level, but this is something you dreamed of since you were a little girl, right, since you were maybe third grade? Yeah, so I started competitive swimming when I was eight years old, and you're exactly right. I was <laughs> in third grade, um, and I joined the team, and uh, I did it as an after-school after activity, and I was always really skinny, so the cold pool it was not comfortable for me, but I still, I liked it more than other sports. And I did it. And um, it wasn't until I was in sixth grade when my brother went off to college and he also attended the University of Pennsylvania, but he was not an athlete. And I realized that swimming was my opportunity to do something different, to do something that he didn't do, to pave my own path, uh, as they say. And I said, this is going to be the thing that I'm going to focus on. Um, and sixth grade is really when I turned the switch and I went from being the last kid in one of the slowest lanes to moving up into a completely different group that had uh, harder practices at different times. Um, I later became top three in the state, top 16 in multiple events in Connecticut uh, in, as, as a middle schooler. Um, and that was just in the middle school. And then when I went on to high school, um, my high school team won our school district championship my junior and senior year, I captained the team my senior year. I still hold a, a record in the 400-yard freestyle relay in our school district. That record has stood since 2017. I think it's actually the longest-standing women's t- 
team or girls team record rather. Um, and all of that, and I've accomplished all of these things, and I'm still not even an NCAA champion. <laughs> this shows how much dedication every single girl who gets to the collegiate level has to put in. Every girl has those same credentials that I did, um, that swims in college, that even swims D3 in college. It's 20 hours a week. You give up multiple holidays. You give up your weekends. You have to say no to social plans to dedicate just to even get to the college level and just have the ability to even be there, not even let alone win your championship and become an NCAA champion like Riley Gaines did, like some of those other girls that you heard about. Um, and so I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is how much we all sacrifice, every single one of us. Yes. You know, something that, that struck you on a personal note when, um, a, you know, at, at one point, Leah Thomas, who you swam against, a lot of people might not realize that individual was on the men's team, switched over, and then even competed as a fifth-year senior. This is a large man, um, you know, 6'3", 6'4", biological male, who then made announced the, the transition. But for you and for anybody who endured what you endured as a teenager, you were assaulted. And so there was another layer of victimization that happened to you. And I wonder if you would mind sharing a, a piece of that, Paula. Yeah, um, this is something I didn't talk about at first when coming forward because it is very vulnerable. Um, but something that really struck me was, so when I was going through what I was going through in the locker room, and it was I had weeks and weeks about night, nightmares of various different situations of different males entering the women's locker room. Um, different variations of us girls being endangered by males being in our private changing spaces. And these, and those nightmares went on for the entire season. Um, but something that bothered me is I felt that way and I felt incredibly tense and uncomfortable the entire time. But I, I think I told myself, Oh, well, I only feel this way because I was assaulted and no other girls feel this way because none of my other teammates have voiced this to me. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized it shouldn't, take something so extreme as being assaulted as a teenager to have us think that this is so unfair to have us think that men shouldn't be in our spaces. And I know that it's a very extreme example and it really helps paint the picture to why it's so wrong. But the other girls in my team felt just as uncomfortable as I did without those past history. And it shouldn't take an extreme situation. It shouldn't take a girl saying I'm assaulted and I feel this way for us to turn on this. But yet somehow I have to go there. I have to be vulnerable. I have to really paint the picture to the extreme point for for change to be made. And that's something that has been very hard on me because I feel like, again, I have to be vulnerable to really paint this picture properly and to hit the point home that men shouldn't be in women's locker rooms when we should have known that all together. Um, So... It's challenging, and I know that the other girls on my team who didn't have a history of assault were just as uncomfortable. I had a yeah. teammate who had no history of assault that was changing outside in the family locker room before practice. And when she would come in the locker room, she would hide in the bathroom stall because she had the locker right next to Leah. Yeah. And I saw her tiptoeing over to that bathroom stall in the days that she was in the locker room, and you know we would lock eyes. And I knew what she was doing, and everyone knew what she was doing, but nobody would stand up and say what we all knew. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable or be lectured because you feel, you know, you feel awkward or uncomfortable. You know, and it brings, you know, right now, 
and this is this is happening on a weekly basis, but in the, the Perkiomen Valley School Board, this evening is scheduled for a vote. And the way that it's even being covered, and this is, I always want to point this out, you know, the, the Philadelphia Inquirer leads with the story of one transgender um, student who, you know, wanted to be in the girls' bathroom. And so they talk about one biological male who wanted to use a girls' bathroom while in high school. And that's the way they lead with this. But there's a board vote that's scheduled for this evening. And thus far, they voted to say that they want to keep biological girls in the girls' bathroom and locker room and that biological boys would use the boys' locker room and bathroom. But they also have private bathrooms, the nurse's office or a private bathroom. If anybody, for any reason, wants to go ahead and use a private bathroom, they've pointed out that they they would certainly have that for somebody that needs the privacy, such as if there's somebody who's going, you know, let's say they're transgender, they then they're welcome to use that private bathroom. So it's not that that person doesn't have any place to go. And, you know, when you think about that upcoming vote, if there's, and I know people are testifying, it's expected to be emotional, but you having been through this and your history, Paula, I mean, what would you say to those board members scheduled to vote this evening locally um, or to the parents or to, to any of those athletes? Yeah, I think having that third bathroom option for people who aren't comfortable in the men's locker room or boys bathroom or whatever. I think that's a very good alternative. It's not, you know, you're not subjecting young girls to being exposed to things they might not be comfortable with. I think the biggest thing people forget is this is the type of situation where we have to figure out who, whose rights matter more. And that's, that's the argument that's made a lot that, Oh, these transgender individuals have already gone through so much that they, they are the top priority. Mm -hmm. But what about the young girls? that need to go through this. You need to think about the girls and how this is not sexist to say, but generally speaking, girls are weaker than men. And thus, because of that, they are more likely to be assaulted. They're more likely to be attacked. And generally, these perpetrators of attacks are male-bodied individuals. Um, It's not to say that we're making all transgender people out to be uh, villains because they're not. And they are people who have gone through really hard things and they're suffering through very challenging things. But that being said, it doesn't excuse male predators that are going to exploit the system. These rules and these preventative measures of having separate spaces are because of possible males that are predators. It's not suggesting that transgender people are evil. It's for protecting bad actors in these situations. And that's what you need to remember, that it's ultimately for the protection of girls and the weaker sex. And it's, you know, people are going to get mad at me for calling them that, but it's true. And that's who you need to remember when you make these votes is that these rules are put in for protection, mm-hmm. for protecting the girls, not for inclusion and making everybody happy. Yeah. And that's the point I try to make is it's, it's not being transphobic. It's not banning somebody who's trans. That's not what this is all about. And it's, Quite frankly, it's really self-involved of certain individuals to think, well, it's all about me. It's all about one student who might be going through something. Everybody's empathetic to that. I don't see any schools or nurses or administrators who are being mean in any way. But they're saying we have a private bathroom for you to use, but why would we make you know, 99% of girls and females feel uncomfortable 
by by allowing a policy that that opens up a whole Pandora's box of, quite frankly, Paula, even others who might want to mock the system or might want to do harm to a girl that's not even a trans person. And we saw that in Virginia in Loudoun County. And, yep. You know, and, and so, it, you know, my I think it's important to say nobody here is anti-LGBTQ+. Nobody here is, is transphobic. That's far from the truth. And and it's important for me to to say that point because too often this this is manipulated into unfortunately a political situation or a hateful situation and the opposite is true. Yeah, exactly. And I and I've never once advocated for you know other individuals yeah. to not have rights. People constantly accuse me of being you know. I get, I get every single variation of yeah. hate comment you could probably imagine, but um, accusing me of being anti-LGBT, um, accusing me of wanting other people to be dead, um, they're saying that I'm contributing to uh, transgender individuals committing suicide for my stance. And I don't think that any of that is true. I think it's an, a gross misrepresentation of what we're trying to accomplish here. Again, these rules need to be in place to prevent Bad actors. It's the same, and, I, and this is such an extreme example, but is murder illegal in this country because we expect every single person is going to murder somebody? Of course not, but these rules are in place to prevent the few bad individuals that do have bad intentions. And in these cases, there are many males who are predators, and you've already seen this in the prison system, mm-hmm. that want to exploit these yes. policies, right? These male prisoners now are all ident- they're all most of them have been convicted of some type of sex crime and they're identifying as women and going into these women's prisons and raping the female prisoners and impregnating some of them that happen out in New Jersey. Yes. And we need to have these rules to protect those people and to protect these types of pol- um bad actors in these situations and that's why we're doing it and it's not it's not to just in- uh, exclude anybody it's not to say that other people don't have rights. Rules are in a pl- are in place to prevent bad actors from doing what they want to, yeah. and I think that's what people really need to think about. And I really hope that those school board members that have to vote on that know that these policies are for protection and for you know allowing girls and women to grow into the strong individuals that we know they can be, but giving them protection while they're given that that space to grow and that space to be comfortable. Yeah, it's so true. For tonight's event, I just I gave, I've give, been giving this out all morning, but it's protectourchildren.info info slash Paula. So protectourchildren.info and then it's um, slash Paula. So that's tonight at seven o'clock in the Richborough Bucks area. So um, for those of you, I think there are a few spots left. You'll get in, you'll fill it out, and then they'll you'll be vetted to make sure that it's a real person, and then they'll send you the invitation and give you the location. But, you know, Paula, I wanted to, I thought it was timely that um, we play Governor Youngkin of, of course, in Virginia had spoken out. And what happened at the Loudoun County school board level really started off a movement across the country where parents were, in fact, being able to realize what's happening. And this is happening right now in real time. I report on it every week. There's one other school district dealing with bathroom, locker room, all of these different issues. But Glenn Youngkin issuing a pardon to a dad who's a plumber. This dad was shamed. He was arrested and charged. 
and this was in the in in the hours and days after his daughter had been raped in a bathroom and he was uh, traumatized and i remember having an argument with somebody here in my workplace actually and they said that's not true they were kids hooking up in a bathroom everything was consensual and the opposite is true i mean we now know years later although the mainstream media does not update us on this but the court records are very clear that that teen offender who did that one was transferred to another high school, then attacked another girl. And in both yeah. of those cases, that person was found guilty on all charges of, of raping these girls, sodomizing them. Um, and that and that's the actual charge, sodomy. I'm reading the from the report, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, um, believe it or not, my, my boyfriend actually lives out there in Loudoun County area. Um, so I spend a lot of time out there. I actually split my time. Um, so I know the parents groups out there that are advocating for this. I've seen firsthand a lot of these policies that they're uh, putting in a lot of those northern Virginia suburbs having these issues, people denying that it's happening. Mm-hmm. And the facts are there. It's just that they don't want to cover it. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to cover it. And they certainly don't want to do the follow up and say that in this case, the attacker absolutely was found guilty on all counts and that those charges the, the the story of scott smith his daughter what his family went through which was hor- just the media treatment was horrible but we wanted to listen in because we do, do have some audio on this we have um, mr smith the dad speaking out and then we'll play um, virginia governor um, glenn youngkin who has pardoned this loudon county dad listen in a lot's off my shoulders today. Um, this has been a long battle, a battle that should have never happened in the first place. You know, a battle that you know Governor Glenn Youngkin uh, said today, pretty, you know, pretty solidly in his comments that you know my constitutional rights were violated. So there's Dad, and listen into Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Otter had been sexually assaulted in the bathroom of a school. And no one was doing anything about it. And in fact, it, it took the election of a new governor, me, and my directive to our attorney general, Jason Miaras, to investigate this. And so that's the governor. I will tell you, Paula, that in the wake of that situation happening, when it was happening, there was even a conservative columnist who was unfortunately duped by, by those who were trying to manipulate the story. And the columnist who I, I had on my show and argued with him because he was claiming that essentially this girl, Smith's daughter, had consensually done this and hooked up in the bathroom. And he and there were a lot of people duped by this. But I, I think it's important to point out how this has this unfortunately is being used, you know, for political purposes. It has become political and the media the mainstream media is complicit in this. This is a huge lie that continues to be per- perpetuated, really, by the media. I, I think it's important to say this. And this is what you, um, as somebody who's, you know, you just graduated from college, you're looking on to move on with your life. And, and yet this is the kind of thing that you're up against right now, is a, a bunch of not just misinformation, disinformation. To me, Paula, it's evil. And just your reaction to that pardon of of a dad who was criminally charged. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved uh, Glenn Youngkin. I think he's a good... Again, I spent half my time in Virginia, so uh, <laughs> I'm very familiar. Um, but I think it's wonderful that he did that. Um, and I know that actually in the What is a Woman documentary that I'm in anonymously, I know Matt Walsh actually went out there to Loudoun County and uh, testified in front of that school board. Um, and I think a lot of it is the mainstream media doesn't want to cover it because they know that they're wrong on this. There's mm-hmm. Democrats, Republicans, independents that don't think that men should be in women's bathrooms and women's locker rooms mm-hmm. and on women's sports teams. And unfortunately, the way that this country works is every single issue, no matter how big, no matter how small, needs to be claimed by a political party. And in this particular issue, the Republicans are right in saying that, of course, men shouldn't be on women's sports teams and in our locker rooms and our bathrooms. Um, And the Democrats have to grandstand the exact opposite opinion. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what's happening here where they are. And then these instances like what happened in Loudoun County where doesn't matter who you are you should agree that no girl should ever be raped in her school bathroom of course not but they have to cover it up they have to pretend it didn't happen because unfortunately it was the democrats standing for these policies that allow these types of things to happen and they have to just pretend that it's not happening and and they control the mainstream media and they put out those stories that deny it and say oh well, it was consensual and that's and frankly that's victim shaming 101 what happened to the me too movement yeah. where they were saying the exact opposite of that it's just and that's something I've written some op-eds and others also have written op-eds about this as well, is that it's very interesting that the Me Too movement has really gone a 180 on this because they've, they're kind of a subset of the Democratic Party and the Democrats have said, oh, men being in women's locker rooms, no problem. It's progressive. But somehow if girls are raped in the bathrooms, they don't really know who to claim and they just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, and I know another story that I've covered is the transgender tennis coach in uh, Pennsylvania yeah. and, and that whole vote. And I saw, could you just share with us what you tweeted out? And I know you even received reaction from at least one of the, the parents um, who voted no to renew this person's contract because um, she wanted to protect girls sports. But can you update us on that? Yeah. So originally when the story broke, it was, it was still pending vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first heard about it at, uh, ridiculous situation where I don't remember ever undressing in front of any coach or teacher in high school or middle school or any age for that matter um, at any point. And they, you know, this male individual identified as a woman was undressing in front of high school girls. Um, And some of the girls expressed being uncomfortable by it. And so eventually the, the end of the year came and the, the decision to renew this, coach who was a tennis coach's contract came up and you know all these claims of people being uncomfortable came up so i said surely you know they're just simply they're not even trying to remove this person it's just renewing a contract surely they won't um and i was under the impression that you know once the school board voted they just said yeah this person's too controversial they we won't renew their contract so anyway um just recently they did actually do this vote and only two people voted to deny the renewal of contract Uh, i think it was six two so they were reinstated and one of the mothers um, who voted no provided context um, on what happened and who voted which way and, and why. Um, also provided context on uh, the breakdown of the men versus women. I think she said there was only is mostly a male board. Um, and 
And it was just an insane situation because I really, I feel like, am I too hopeful in these types of situations to think that these school boards are going to vote the right way? I was very much, when I first tweeted about it several weeks ago, I was like, surely this will not be an issue. I'm never going to have to tweet about this again because this is going to be resolved. And then, of course, the school board votes and this uh, tennis coach has been reinstated out in Gettysburg area, yes. Pennsylvania. So, and I, I'm, I'm sure you might have more context as well because you said you've covered it, yes. but it's just, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm too hopeful, I guess. And uh, maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm very engulfed in this and I, I see the people that agree with me too much. Um, and, but it's, it's very real that there are a lot of people that will continue to allow individuals that make, young girls uncomfortable into these places that girls are vulnerable, that girls need to change, that these sports teams are really powerful, positive things for these girls. But yet in order to have the privilege to compete on these sports teams, you have to undress in front of males. Yeah, it's 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 crazy and I don't understand it. But I tell especially parents all the time. And I have a lot of relatives in this area who say, oh, Dawn, this is just, you know, this happened at you know, the Ivy League at uh, University of Pennsylvania, this this isn't happening. And all the time I'll, I'll say, really, let me just show you what your school board, what's going on and what the bathroom policy is. A lot of people still don't really understand what's happening, not just at the high school level, but at the middle school level as well. And so, Paula, I know I'll see you tonight. We will certainly out throughout the morning and throughout the day, I'll continue to let people know um, where they can sign up. But thank you so much for your courage. A lot of people could would just graduate and say, bye-bye, I'm done with that, I'm going on with my life. And good for you for, for fighting for girls and young women. And I just ask everybody, stand up, follow. She's Paula Y. Scanlon. There are a lot of imitators on there. So on X, formerly Twitter. Um, but, you know, I support you 100%, Paula. And you are an important voice and a role model For girls and young women, I know a lot of little girls, you know, eight years old at that age where you were when you said, you know what, I want to be a champion athlete as you were a swimmer. I just thank you so much for speaking out and and taking the time, the energy to fight for girls and for women. And I appreciate you covering this and giving attention. That also takes some courage. I know there's many many people that disagree and want us to be quiet. So, yeah, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, looking forward to meeting you. Maybe some, some listeners will yes. also be here tonight. Hopefully get to meet some of them as well. Yeah, we all want to be around you and support you. And, you know, the thing about it is you're in your early tw- you know, 20s at this point. But for me as a mom, and I know a lot of my listeners are parents and grandparents, th- there's a different feeling among us because, you know, I just think when you're younger, it's easier for people whether it's social media or in society for the so-called grown-ups to, to intimidate you or to scare you away. And that's what's wrong about this. The fact that the so-called grown-ups, whether they're in the community, whether they're in the media, shame on them. It's a real sin that anybody would threaten you either verbally or with any kind of physical harm, but you will be surrounded. I promise you this <laughs> Tonight in Bucks County, we're all going to be there, and you will be surrounded by support and love as we just celebrate you, Paula Scanlon. Thank you so much for for checking in before tonight's big event. Yep, thank you. Thanks, Paula. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.